It's Vancouver's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connection separate, safe, and secure. And it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. Hello, this is Robert Smile coming to you today with Vancouver's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Matias Marquez founded Biotab in 2008. He has since received numerous awards and recognition for his entrepreneurial success, including being named a BC Business Top 30 Under 30 recipient in 2016, winner of the 2016 EY Entrepreneur of the Year Award, and being named to Canada's Top 40 Under 40 for 2017. A digital gift card industry pioneer, Matthias has been instrumental in driving Biotab's growth and customer-focused success. He is also an active advisor to early-stage technology companies. Matthias holds a Bachelor of Business Administration degree from Simon Fraser University and the Chartered Financial Analyst designation. Well, Matthias, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Hey, Robert. It's great to be on. Great. Okay. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. Great. Yeah. So um, as Robert mentioned, my name is Matias Marquez. I founded a company called Biotab Online, and that's largely my background. So I started Biotab when I was a student at university, and I had an idea to help brands sell their gift cards online. You know, to me, the idea that uh, you have brands that really like gift cards and they like selling them, and the fact they weren't uh, really selling them on their websites to me was a, a big disconnect. And that's been, you know, my background and my, my kind of journey so far. It's a, it's, it's a really uh, exciting one, I would say, because we've had a lot of fun in helping uh, some of the best brands in the world transition their gift cards from physical to digital. Uh, but yeah, so really my background is around uh, being that kind of story entrepreneur that had an idea from university and, you know, fast forward and we've built this fantastic business that helps us really leading brands. And we've built a, a fantastic team around, uh, around us that have, that has helped and been, you know, key to the success of, the, of, of our platform and our business. Okay. Now, did you need financing to start your company and how do you currently make money in your business now? 
Great. Yes. Great question. So in the early days, we absolutely did need to raise money and we did need financing. We're based in Vancouver, which uh, is a great place to be from. And I'm a big fan and supporter of the Vancouver ecosystem. It's not uh, San Francisco. It's not the Valley in terms of the available funding. We were fortunate to bring to have uh, we've been we were fortunate to bring on early stage angel style investors that have been phenomenal and uh, really you know seen the, the larger picture and, and been great partners uh, of, of myself and everyone here. Uh, so to answer your question, in the early days, uh, we did need to raise money, and that was kind of on an angel style basis uh, from some really great individuals here locally. Okay. So it was local companies that helped start. You didn't have to go outside of Vancouver to get financing. No, we were again. We were fortunate that we, we, we uh, you know, I ran into some, and I, I was able to be introduced to some really great uh, local entrepreneurs and uh, local supporters of our business uh, that, that were investors, and that, that really made uh, a big impact for us. Uh, and it was again um, a, a local group, um, with the exception of you know one individual from Alberta, but I would still categorize that as kind of local angel uh, funding. Good. Okay, what is the long-term vision, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where, beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Yeah, so the majority of our revenues is uh, transacted in U.S. dollars and in the U.S., uh, so we've always had a long-term vision of growing outside of Vancouver, outside of Canada, and, outside, and into more geographical regions. To, to, to answer your question on, on kind of the long-term vision for the business, We've, from day one, had this vision where the world's going digital and payments primarily will be uh, in digital form factor, meaning that um, in the future, I'll, you know, I'll tap my phone to pay for my, you know, to get on the bus, to get into my building, um, to even, you know, start my car, etc., um, in, in that world, physical cards, in our opinion, um, will become obsolete. So we've had this really fun and kind of forward-thinking vision in terms of payments and specifically gift cards um, ar- around brands being able to offer their, their gift cards digitally. So our future is very much... Uh, more of what we're doing today, where we are, um, you know, we're, we're focused on growing in the U.S. as we've uh, been growing uh, very quickly over the past several years. We opened up a really small kind of, or, or, or kind of, are we? We've opened up an office in uh, the U.K. It's small, still in size, but it is our kind of step out there to grow uh, geographically into Europe. So our our focus and part of what's made us successful has been our. Um, dedication and being very kind of strategic in how we maneuver um, but we're not looking to do our vision from the very beginning hasn't changed and if our expansion plans are really uh, just that expanding um, into additional regions so the UK is your first expansion market is that correct yeah I mean I would say that we're having a lot of fun here in North America and there's still still lots for us to grow and our strategic plans are around growth uh, primarily out here but you know to answer your question on a long long-term basis um, we are looking at international and it is something that um, is in our long-term trajectory for sure okay well we've learned a little bit about you and we've learned a little bit about biotab so we want to talk about Vancouver now what are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Yeah, great. So Vancouver, I mean, we're a big supporter and we're very proud to be from Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver's got a lot of you know pros and, and definitely has some challenges, but I, I would argue strongly that the pros uh, outweigh the, the, the challenges. 
being from Vancouver um, and being a technology company based in Vancouver, there's a lot of local support and a lot of kind of local um, just engagement and involvement that kind of rallies around successful technology companies. You know, we're not the valley that has um, you know, a long list of successful examples. I think that uh, that that provides a unique advantage to companies like ours that have hit kind of a runway and have a record of traction. So I would say the people here in Vancouver are are very strong, very supportive, uh, and, and our culture I, I would say matches that very well. And from a culture fit to have a kind of larger ecosystem that matches the one in our office, I would say is a huge benefit for us and um, has allowed us to be successful in in in, uh, in ways I think in other places we wouldn't have been. Okay, some of the challenges. What are the tough things that you've witnessed or experienced? Yes. So I would say that the challenge is, I mean, you have to go to, to some of the macro factors, such as you know housing prices. Housing prices doesn't help uh, what we're doing here. You, you know, um, it does make it more challenging for the staff that we care a lot about to, you know, they have to, in theory, live further away. They have to commute in. It's harder to own a property. So I would say housing prices definitely uh, play a factor. The other kind of big piece and, and this is more from a growing company perspective uh, acquiring talent has you know increasingly been uh, more and more i wouldn't say challenging but uh, something to focus on you have vancouver's turning into more of a competitive space for talent and uh, you know we're fortunate to kind of win awards and have a very strong culture and, and fun environment so we we do uh, well in that environment but I, I can totally see that it is a challenge and a real um you know, a real thing companies have to deal with because when you when you have companies from the U.S. or other places setting up shop here in Vancouver, paying big salaries and they have the big kind of name along with them, that definitely brings a challenge that um, you know you could other <laughs> you could ideally live without, right? Right, exactly. Okay, we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the Lower Mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or think about ideas? Or just think about your business, and does it change with the season, considering all the rain we get here? Yeah, great question, and I would agree with you that a lot of the great work happens outside the office. For me personally, I, I think years ago I struggled with that, kind of finding a place where to kind of recharge and to you know just have a different perspective on things. I had a great mentor of mine um, kind of push me towards cycling and running. And for me now, and for many years now, running has been kind of that place for me. So I, I love going for runs along the seawall here in Vancouver. And that kind of 45-minute, 50-minute run really does allow me to think differently, take in the scenery. Um, so it, it's kind of a moving place for me, but it is when, when I go for, for runs. And does it change as, as, as a result of the rain? Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, too often, I end up having to run on a treadmill, but it's it still... Uh, it still, you know, does that for me, but it is the rain does uh, impact my moving workplace outside the office for sure. Okay. Well, we have a, this next question. We, we have a lot of international listeners. So on this next question, I want you to speak to them. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Great question. I, I, I have one thing that I would definitely do, and I would highly recommend for anyone coming 
from elsewhere or even from here. And it's as simple as this, just reach out to people. Uh, the community here is very welcoming. Uh, if I wanted it to kind of oversimplify it, I would say people here are very welcoming and less willing to reach out. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic, right? So if you are new and are interested, reach out to individuals like myself or others within the industry. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how eager and how willing others are to um, to engage and kind of you know sit down for coffee and, and kind of assist. It's funny because you, I think you have this environment where people are very willing to meet and but very unwilling to reach out for that meeting. So um, just you know break against that kind of natural feeling to not reach out and reach out to people. You'd be surprised on how willing people would be to help and the doors that can open for you. Okay, let's talk about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Yeah, my routine is actually kind of funny. I, I get up in the mornings and I the first kind of one of the first things I do is I, I take my dog out when I you know come to work and I'll often go a little bit further or a little bit kind of out of the way because I find that that kind of personal time of just being able to to kind of plan out the day and to think things without a bunch of emails coming in or a bunch of phone calls coming in really does kind of help set the tone for my day. And I, I, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm very much a dog person and very close my dog and that kind of it just it, taking them up for, for, for a walk in the morning I, it gives me that perspective of hey you know I have this great little buddy and it, it really makes me feel pleasant while allowing me to um, think about that bigger picture of, of what the day is going to entail before kind of really getting the day started it gets you started in a kind of a different mindset right where you're focused on you and the dog going for the walk well, I think you always always start off positive too, right? I mean, yeah, I take, yeah. you know, the dog's never giving you stress, right? So you come out and he, he's there's like fun, you know, person, you know, fun thing you're with, and then you think, okay, well, what am I doing today? Okay, I got this meeting, this meeting, I got to get this done, and it, I think it provides a very positive context. Um, and so you you start the day, I think, on a and this is just me in my own personal opinion, but you start the day off on on, on a positive foot, which I think is important. Good. Okay. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? I think yes to many of those. You know, I am fortunate to kind of share my story with others. And a lot of the times it's younger kind of, you know, people that are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or kind of just starting something. And I always say, you know, don't do it for the money, right? You know, there are other ways to make money. Um, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I think he, he needs to satisfy something uh, more important to you than money. And if that's encouraging, and that's if that's enabling the development of other individuals around you, solving a, a need in the world that you know, means a lot to you. Those are the things that I think make a successful entrepreneur. And I think that that usually translates into, you know, quirkiness or, you know, obsession over one thing over another. So I think entrepreneurs are all an interesting bunch, but it's, it's mostly around the fact I think that successful ones um, need um, a, a bigger purpose than just financial. And that purpose usually kind of sways them one way or another personality wise. So put your passion first. And then Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the reality is that being an entrepreneur is just a ton of work and a ton of stress and a ton of dice and everything else. So, you know, why do that, right? You'd only do that if, you know, it gave you something more than financial gain because financial gain can be, uh, you know, you can get that somewhere else, right? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the books you read. What books are you reading now and why or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah, so I... I'm in an interesting place where I'm really 
interested in I, I oscillate between kind of fiction and nonfiction and kind of fun books and more kind of businessy books. I'm at a point I'm, I'm currently just going through a ton of more business books. I just, I find the mechanics of a business and the stages of its growth and like the mechanics around the changes are very interesting to me. You know, no one's crafted a formula on how to build a successful business and it's because businesses are dynamic. So I, I find it really interesting. So, so some books I, I think uh, that would be great for read, for anyone to read would be stories like the Nike story with, within Shoe Dog. I thought Shoe Dog was a, was a really good book and really um, made you understand Nike from a different perspective. Yeah, I'm reading, and, I'm reading, I'm reading that one as, right now as we speak. It's so good, right? And yeah, it, it just really shows good. you that he, they were, he was wildly successful and it was not easy for him. No, right? so, no it wasn't, no. Don't yeah. don't tell me what happened because I'm still obviously we know what happened, but I'm just about halfway through, so I'm just getting to the point where he's just kind of taking things off. Yeah. So. Um, another book for sure would be uh, Peter Thiel's book. Mm-hmm. He's well known uh, Silicon Valley VC, right? Yeah. So he's uh, definitely an interesting guy. Um, but around that mechanics of what makes a business successful and what scales a business, Peter Thiel's Zero to One is a fantastic book to read. Uh, you could just, the way his brain and the, his mind operates is very, in my opinion, very mechanical and very thoughtful. So having that perspective on what makes a business successful, what doesn't make a business successful, um, I think is very interesting. Okay. Any online? I, I, or, oh, sorry. Sorry, I got to mention one more book, yep. which is uh, Ben Horowitz's book. Um, I believe it's called The Hard Things About Hard Things. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you've had time to read that, but I would. I'd rank that up above all the other books. It's just it's such a great read if you're in it. Like if you're in the middle of building a business and you know all the challenges and all the excitement and all the, the you know the pieces in between. Uh, having that that book really. Um, stands out for me and I highly recommend it. Any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? Yeah, you know, I think entrepreneurs are busy and being busy, you lean and you look for tools to help you. So things like even like, um, like list apps or even, um, even like I I never thought I'd I'd be getting such a, become such a, such a, uh, an advocate for things like Alexa and Siri, but you know every little thing that saves you a little bit of time, I think uh, makes a big difference. And like even uh, I, I was using Wonderlist for kind of everything, and then I even got even into more granular kind of list apps such as like Goodreads for different books I want to read. Um, so I would say a lot of um, productivity kind of apps, not because I'm a big fan of them, just because I've increasingly been uh, valuing the time savings they provide. Okay. Now, we touched on this a bit earlier, how beautiful Vancouver and BC is a place to live. So much going on. we got the rivers, lakes, ocean, beaches, you name it. It's all here. How do you balance work and relax and not even think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski? Do you bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Yeah, so... Vancouver is a beautiful place, and it's kind of unfortunate that everyone works so much uh, and with such a nice scenery around us. Like today, you have a 28-degree day, and we're, most of us are inside working all day. Uh, so I think we need to get better at that. I personally I need to do that as well. I, I'm a, I like the outdoors. I'm a fan of going for hikes and going for a bike ride and going for a run. So if I can do more of that, that's a kind of measurement of my own kind of personal uh, success and goals. So yeah, so getting outside on a sunny day, I think 
uh, is something that's important and has you think differently, but also has you appreciate uh, the world a bit better. And uh, yeah, so and to further answer your question, I'm also into snowboarding and kind of uh, other kind of activities that are active and kind of fun to do. So you're up at Whistler a lot in the wintertime? Well, not enough, right? I mean, yeah, I, I do a couple times a year and I, I, I try and get out. But in a, if, if I'm being a little self-critical, I would say I, I hope to do more and, and try and to appreciate the, the mountains and the, the, the fun kind of things that are available to us here in Vancouver. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'd like to say I'd still be an entrepreneur, right? I, I really do like the impact that an entrepreneur can make. And that doesn't have to be big impact. Um, it doesn't have to be small impact either. But the impact that you can make on individuals and the impact you can make on an industry or a um, you know, a, a company that's trying to read, you know, other than yours, trying to get to objectives they're trying to meet. Like, the, the impact is very driving for me. So I, if it wasn't, if I wasn't running, if I wasn't here doing buy a tab, I think I would be, I'd have to be doing something that I was feeling the impact. I don't know if that would have to be being an entrepreneur, but I would definitely, uh, making sure I, I could feel that impact and seeing it, uh, I would have to be, uh, that would be a big one for me. What kind of a job would you not like to do? You couldn't do it. Yeah, I think a very monotonous, repetitive job that you know it doesn't really have much impact. I think I just, you know, I don't know if you could you could pay me enough to do any job like that. Just because I think that I just I just I just don't think we're on this planet enough, long enough to to live a life that we don't you don't kind of. Um, kind of see the difference you make. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be you individually. It can be you as a team, et cetera. Um, but I just, for me, again, it's, it's impact and kind of providing that positive change, whether directly or indirectly. Okay. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Good question. Anything that people you know, often say, he always says things like that, or you like to say things like that, or... Anything like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I I think if you asked people around me, I, I'd I'd hope we'd have consensus on kind of what I, what I like to say. Um, I, I do like to think, and I, I don't know if I say this enough, but I do like to think that we can always do things better, right? And just because something was, has been done a certain way uh, doesn't mean that it's the right way of doing it. I, I probably say this to my dog, Draper, too much, but I always say, you know, Draper, we can do it better. We, you know, we can do it better. And if, if you see a story in the newspaper or you see even something that we've struggled with, you know, it, you can look at it objectively and say, you know what, we can do that better, right? So I, I think, I really do think there are, Many things in this planet or this world that can be done better. And when you have, you know, when you're doing something, when you're working in a team environment or you're working at a company that's been around for a while or a new company, um, just you have to, I, I, this is a personal thing, but I think you have to challenge things with that kind of uh, mentality that, like, hey, how can we do this better? Okay. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Um, it's probably the opposite of that, right? I think it's, this is good enough, right? You know, um, I think that the world changes so quickly that you have to be aiming for kind of marginal and constant improvements. So it, kind of the, the, the sayings of, you know, that's good enough, or, you know, that's how we do, that's why, that's how we kind of, we do things. Um, 
those are least kind of on the, on the, 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 the lesser side for me, for sure. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I'd want to say... I mean, we're big into core values here, and I would, I would hope that I, and like, I'd hope that anyone who would be describing me would would lean on the values that we have here, because I really do think I live them very well, and um, I think we all do live them very well here at Biotev. And there, there are three words, right? So they're um, the acronyms EGC, which can also make uh, the acronym for electronic gift cards. But our, our core values are entrepreneurial, genuine, and creative. Right, and if I could, I know you asked for two, but if I could say three, uh, those would be uh, my three, um, absolutely. Okay, what keeps you up at night, if anything? I think, I mean, there there are things you can't control, and I, I can handle those very well. I think if we, if I can control something, or we can control something, and the outcome could have been better. I think that that's uh, something that, that keeps me up at night. It's like, well, how come, you know, we were the ones who could have made that improvement better or we were the ones who created that, you know, process or that feature, you know, and it wasn't that great. Why wasn't it? And how can we, how could we have made it better? Um, I think if, if we have control or the ability to, to, to kind of control the outcome and it could have, you know, and you could objectively look back and say, hey, that could have been better. That's kind of the, the where my mind probably goes to at the end of the night to say, hey, you know, it was great. You know, let's give it an A or minus or an A. But um, how could we have made that an A plus? How could we have made that process better? So um, now there's there are times where you just can't control. There are, you know, factors you can't control. And those are easier, in my opinion, to to handle. But if, if we could have controlled it or had an, an impact and it, it was you know, sub our standards, then that's something that I, uh, that would keep me up at night for sure. Okay. I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be a bucket list of any sort, whether you want to travel more, whether you want to write a book, you want philanthropy, TEDx talk, speaking more, anything like that? Yeah. These are great questions. So I, uh, I've been fortunate to like meet lots of kind of successful entrepreneurs and people that are not entrepreneurs and successful also. And I've been fortunate to be given lots of great advice. Um, and I've, I've, one of those individuals gave me some, you know, good advice on like having, you know, kind of goals outside of work and goals that are kind of personal. Um, so just a couple for me at the moment would be, um, I'm tr- 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 reading's a big one for me. So I'm, I'm trying to read more. So I have some quantitative goals around that. Um, Another one would be kind of seeing my mom more often. Um, I literally have some quantitative goals on like how often I, I want to see my mom and uh, you know how I can do that better. Um, and then also just I, I don't want to say working less, but I think experiencing other things outside of work more um, would be big for me. And that can include travel. It can include um, even kind of helping other entrepreneurs or other people in other parts of the like that is not specifically around uh, our business here. So those would be kind of my big three. Uh, aspirations at the moment um yeah any plans for a trip to chile you know um i have been fortunate to be able to go different places and i've gone to chile a a couple times it's probably been a couple years now so i'm definitely due and i'm planning on hopefully going with my mom uh next year in the summer so that'll be uh fun but i was down in south america not in chile uh just a few months ago and 
uh, the year before that as well. So I definitely have been down that into that neck of the woods enough. But going to Chile specifically is kind of on my list for the next uh, kind of 18 months. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout BC? Yeah, I would say there's a, there's a bunch of different pieces of advice. Um, some of the more important ones would be around kind of being more willing to have people join you. Right? I think that you know there's a funny thing that you see someone who's very early on in the entrepreneurial journey. They'll usually like kind of hide their idea from others, and they go, "Oh, I don't want to like, sign this NDA," or like, "I don't want to tell you my idea. I'll tell you parts of it." And I think that's a fundamental mistake. I think that the, if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, I think you need to be more willing to involve others, um, trusting others, bringing them in, and kind of um, being willing to share what your plan is and even share in the success of that. So I would say be more willing to have others involved. And don't just say that. Like, you know, it really is an important piece that uh, is tough to get over, but I think you absolutely need to. Okay. Okay, Matthias, are you ready to have some fun? Yeah, always. Okay, good. Okay, as we talked about earlier, entrepreneurs are always connected. We're always talking to staff members or clients, or we're always very busy, and we're always connected to the internet. We're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there, and there is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there any time to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? What would you do while you were there? Okay, so I'm on an island that's remote. There's a phone booth. Well, we don't know if it's remote or not. We're just going to drop you off there. You're going to see a phone booth, and it's going to be an island. Okay, and, and at any point, I can pick up the phone, and someone comes and picks me up. Yeah, the boat's going to be out there. We're going to be sitting in the boat waiting oh, for yeah. you. What's the weather like? Is it nice? It must be. It's beautiful. It's, it's off of yeah. Fiji, yeah. And it's yeah. Uh, a beautiful tropical island just in Fiji. And this place does exist. There's a place there with a phone booth. And uh, and I guess it's up to you to find out what else is there. So what would you okay, do? What would last you do? question, and I'll answer it. Um, can the, the phone can't be used for anything else? Like, it's just, it only calls that one No, phone? no. It's a regular, everyday phone booth. You can do whatever you want with it. Takes credit card, coins, you name it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... I mean, I think my first, I think I would first be like, hey, this is a beautiful island. This is like an awesome place. I mean, this is somewhere I can relax. So I think I would probably first start with the idea of like, hey, a little vacation. I don't know who dropped me here, um, but it's great and um, let me kind of enjoy it. That being said, I think that I will, I would eventually get bored pretty quickly. So I try and figure out what to do. So I, I think I would start by, I think picking up the phone and calling for someone to pick me up would be, a, I don't know, I don't want to say a cop out if you did it right away. Uh, so I would probably lean against doing that um, unless I really needed to. I think I'd start, I think I'd start by going and explore kind of what's outside the island. Once I got bored of kind of lying on the beach and, you know, enjoying that. Um, and I guess that would really depend on if there's kind of people or a city or what um, I can find. Yeah, I would, let's say that there isn't a city and I'm still kind of by myself. If the island was really nice and it was accessible, I'd probably first use the phone to try and call some of my friends to come down. Um, And then 
yeah, like if I, but if but if I couldn't do that, like if I couldn't have other people join me, and it was just this nice island, and there wasn't kind yeah. of no yeah, community you can bring other outside. people. You can bring other yeah, people. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's I, just no internet. Yeah, I mean, I, I would try and make the most out of it and enjoy it. Um, but eventually, I I would for sure eventually pick up that phone and get picked up though, because not in, no internet and kind of no kind of ability to have an, a real impact would eventually eat at me and I would be like, okay, well, this has been a great couple of weeks or a great month or whatever. Um, kind of let's get like, I'm, I'd be happy to go back to work, uh, in one way or another. So we'll give you a couple of weeks before we come get you. Yeah. I think that, I think that would be, um, very beneficial, right? So kind of, <laughs> right. Like for any busy entrepreneur, yeah. you know, have some time off like that would be really cool. Okay. Okay. We're going to wrap things up here. Matthias, how can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Um, so LinkedIn or Twitter or kind of those are different ways to get a hold of me for sure. Um, what would I say? Kind of one thing, just if, if there are kind of people thinking of becoming an entrepreneur listening, I would say that if, if it's driven by your passion, a passion, or it's driven by something other than kind of financial gain. Now you can totally make a ton of money being an entrepreneur for sure. But if, if the main drive is other than that, I would highly recommend it. It's the funnest, it's the most exciting, it's the most engaging job uh, you'll ever have. Uh, there's never a boring day. So I would say if you're on the fence and it's not uh, financially, it's all only financially driven, um, you should absolutely do it. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Robert. Great. We'll see you next time. Take care. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes, and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.